It's still March 3rd, 2021. This is part three, the final part of the three-part series. Welcome to the Borg. Thank you for everybody who's listened. If you like this podcast, please share it. Please rate it. Uh, I do have a lot of haters out there because a lot of times people don't like the truth. (sighs) I started this podcast over a year ago, and I never anticipated that it would end up being what it is today. I'm trying to make the best of it. I'm trying to help other people make the best of it. Uh, I'm here to watch this shit show burn down till the very end because I'm not going to fucking get off this planet that easy. Either way, I appreciate everybody who listens. Thank you so much. Uh, So this is the final part of the uh, three-part series. I hope you enjoy it again. Give it a rating. Give it a like. Give it a share. Fucking anger. For every 15 listens, I get one goddamn penny. So, it's not like I'm making money off of this. I need your support. If you like what you hear, like I said, share it. I greatly appreciate it. Thank you, everybody who listens. Have a great evening. We've got about 25 minutes left of this video. So that's what people are doing. There's a whole world out there of biohacking. I don't know if you're aware of it, but you should be. So normally at the university, we are well-regulated by the... uh, federal laws about studying and experimenting on humans. There's a biohacking community, but right, it's not so part of the official. There's something here that he's not reading. Something CE6 administered to the eyes. Ah, there's a, like a watermark in front of this, so I can't read it. Something night vision and allowed humans. Something over 600, 160 feet in the dark. So with something... See if I could read this. Chlorin E6 administered to the eyes. Hmm. Conferred night vision and allowed humans to see over 160 feet in the dark. Okay, that's better. Science community that is busy trying to attach hardware to humans, and they do it in their basements. Uh, they study up on how to do the surgeries. And there's actually a picture here of somebody in, injecting in another person with uh, eyes in, into the eyes. Some purposes, like fishing, using RFID signals and there are a bunch of camera people there taking pictures. But uh, there are some other interesting developments. When you start thinking about the fluidity of what you can do with the brain, they're experimenting with CE6 and giving people with eye drops night vision. Oh, eye drops. Good lord. For several hours, the person receiving oh. the night drops can see over 160 feet in the dark. Oh my god. So, it's a lot easier to look through your own eyes than it is to put on nods. And it will be a short time before you get a better solution than we get from the biohacking community. Jesus but it could also be readily available to almost anybody on the planet. Why the fuck? Why? Um, it's going to be harder to keep this under control than it is to keep special lenses and uh, night vision technology. Um, Crazy. So uh, I think it's really important that people pay attention to, to this kind of thing because that can give humans the natural ability for a while to see in the dark. Fuck that. So when you think about it, uh, the possibility now is there to develop different kinds of devices. They could be perhaps used either by intelligence people or by uh, uh, people in the military to have an extra ability to be able to see through walls, see right. through walls, to uh, see heartbeats. We huh. used to play with the uh, 18 gigahertz microwave uh, detectors where we could pick up heartbeats through anything but solid steel and water, but that could easily be a human who can see the unique heartbeat that's behind the wall over there that's thermal and sensitive. So it doesn't have to be IR. Uh, It can be a number of things. Anything that you can co-opt is theoretically now possible to adapt to human brain functioning, to human brain functioning. All you'd have to learn is the code. You'd have to train with it. Uh, The experiment that was just released this last month 
Uh, as I said, demonstrated that people could transfer knowledge from one human to Brain another. to brain interface, and BBI. I, I commented to uh, a Picture of Venter, that evil motherfucker. I think right now, the most direct application of that is going to be either covert communication or running drones. The set of experiments, I didn't have videos to show you. Um, drones. But there have been a series that have shown you can connect the human brain to a rat and right. control its motor movement and its tail. So you can have non-human animal Despite drones. Despite all our raids, we're you still just rats in cages. Probably run a regular drone at this point, but uh, running a non-human drone, something like a cockroach or a rat, would it be awesome. And now the, be the awesome. you're watching the Olympics and you see the coordinated maze of drones, the software is now really readily available where you could uh, you could have hordes of little creatures that can gain access to facilities um, or, or move around in different places, all run by a person sitting in a booth. Give me uh, a break. It wouldn't be. It's no more technically challenging once you do that than figuring out the logistics of how you These people are just trying to give themselves the godlike abilities. But um, that's that's now. That's now. That's Great. now. That's not um, in the future. So that I would recommend people becoming aware of that uh, from the human drone technology standpoint. The second field uh, that people may or may not be aware of, in, uh, I always tell my students, I said it wasn't around when they developed uh, atomic weapons, but um, Dr. Ventner's work is, my uh, my view, the equivalent of the development of nuclear weapons when you realize uh, that he created life in a cell, uh, that he created life in a cell back in 2010. I don't know if people are familiar with his work, but this technology paired with something called CRISPR, this technology paired with something called CRISPR, which is like an editing software. You know, I've been talking about CRISPR for the whole year, the whole time. Immediately available. What he did is he programmed yeast cells to produce anything he wanted. They can produce perfume, they can produce petroleum, they can produce any peptide, anything we program the DNA to do, and it's in the living cell. Why are we still we drilling for petroleum the DNA then? To do, we program the DNA to do, and it's in the living cell. These can be inserted into you through the inserted into you through the hypospray uh, needles, almost like Dr. McCoy on Star Trek. Giving you the hyperspray, it just blasts now plasmids into your squamous cells. What? But uh, Ventner was able to do that and has the patent on the technology. But you can engineer anything. You can engineer a unique thing that would only kill one person in the world. That would only kill one person in the world. What the fuck? It's how it's done. You oh, the, the targeting. Targeting shit. You program what you like, you put it in the cell, and it can reproduce and make as much as you like. We got Tom, time bobs inside of us, people. The is usually all wrapped up in tight little coils. And Fucking so time what we're bombs. doing is when we create plasmids and put them into cells, it sends a signal and tells which portion of the DNA should unwrap, unfold, and produce a product. But you can engineer anything. You can engineer a unique thing that would only kill one person in the world. That's how it's done. You Many years ago, like over decades ago, DARPA wanted to put... Uh, chips in people's the, the brains. Thing, no, no, DARPA is the technological development arm of the Pentagon. Well, they do black ops. Yeah. Black ops. Yeah. So they wanted to put chips in RFIDs, like um, the ones that you see, the little grain of rice, in people's brains, but they didn't want to have to do surgery. So after many, many years, they came up with a gel. And that would do the same thing, and it's very insidious, and I'll be describing it right now. They do that. This gel is called hydrogel or quantum dot. Bill Gates is quantum dot. So what will happen with the vaccine is you get 
it injected into you and then it assembles it self-assembles but you can engineer anything you can engineer a unique thing that would only kill one person in the world that's how it's done you and then it swarms through your body there are 33 different classifications and yes the number is precise um with uh cultic meaning um 33 different classifications of robots each with a different mission and a payload deployed into your body um they they can swarm this is scalable and what scalable means is that it can target one cell in your body it could target an organ it could target you you can engineer a unique thing that would only kill one person in the world that's how it's done it can target let's say everybody with blonde hair it could target everyone in a particular country it could target somebody of a particular faith belief um it oh is scalable. God, somebody's faith very flexible scalable flexible Wonderful. so then what it does is these robots get it to cleave so you've got your red blood cell here and here's this uh sin bio and what it does is there's uh clamps some of these robots are clamps some are levers some have other functions and what they do is they hold your cell until your cell is basically swallowed up by the sin bio um i'm going to tell you the whole thing then i'll go back um this is a female whistle whistleblower insidious thing about it so then what it does is it swarms and it crosses your blood brain barrier and it takes over your brain that's wonderful related to this is an idea called dreads these are designer receptors that can be remotely controlled that can be remotely controlled 2009-2013 so think about it for a moment you can create a designer receptor you can create a cell you can put it somewhere in the body and you can remotely activate it when the brain's exposed to the right signal and that right Using signal technology people have been able to transfer memory. the person who made this video says it can lie dormant until activated by a signal such as 5g i, I agree with that i agree with that it, it sounds about right it all fits together from one fruit fly to another by signaling through a, a light stimulus uh into the retina uh. right now in it's done by putting a substance into the body it's done by putting a substance into the body that will actually activate the neuron in the way that you want it. So you have the capacity to create any product. As long as you know the DNA sequence, you can insert it into a living system and you can remotely control it. The living system and you can remotely control it. Fucking bullshit. And yeah. you can remotely control it. And one of the challenges that we have is that when you create a cell and you put it in somebody's body, you have to figure out where you want it. What if you want it in their brain? Right? If you want it in their brain and you can't figure out, you don't want to do surgery to plant it in their brain, if I want a product produced in your brain that may affect the way you think, the way you act, one route to that is through uh, stem cells. Wonderful. Here, a quick brush up on your biology. Stem cells are cells. They're called God cells. Call them God cells. They can turn into anything. They hold the potential unlike other cells in your body, to become anything you want them That's, to become. They're targeting the bone. And they can Narrow. go find their home in the body and park there 
and do the work that you'd like them to do. And park there and do the work that you'd like I'm them to do. Real. You can infuse them and they will find their way into the brain. And they will find their way into the brain. Release, release us. So once you know that the technology is there to edit, splice, and program a cell, and the technology real. currently exists to administer it to somebody and have it go park anywhere you program it to go park, proliferate, and do its function, you can have things activated in other people's brains. Like, he's so casual about how he speaks about this. It's, it's pretty crazy. Cells can be designed for specific activities and targets. Cells can be strategically placed, and cells can be remotely controlled. Uh, that's the synopsis there. Uh, and then the video creator in his little segment on the bottom states you will then also have the technology to program the brain yeah i mean hey it's uh th this guy is is speaking in front of an audience and very casually like hey this is what we got this is what he can do blah 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 and this is like three years ago this guy gave this lecture these three key points hopefully you can see it opens up a number of both alarming and exciting possibilities now remember a this is a professor chris morgan this is a lecture that this professor, this professor Chris, uh, sorry, Charles Morgan, he gave this lecture at West Point. Okay? This, <laughs> this is not just some bozo out of anywhere. Um, this is West Point. This is a military academy. And it's very fucking casual. He's having this uh, discussion. It, it, it's fucking wild. And I haven't heard a word question. I mean, it's a lecture, granted, but... What are the ethics behind these uh, stealth cellular smart bombs? It's basically what, what they got going on here. He's fucking unreal. This is targeted therapy or a targeted attack. I, I yet to hear an ethical discussion. We got 13 minutes left. I don't think that's enough time to leave. Uh, then again, this is, this is the author. Uh, this is the person who created the video. So I don't know. Maybe he edited it out, but... Uh, yeah, I, I haven't heard a fucking word about ethics. And exciting possibilities. Exciting. <sighs> I'm fucking real. You have the time to release of information on demand. Hopefully when I mention the word CRISPR and word editing and creating molecules with CRISPR out of D and playing with DNA, some of you thought encryption and encoding. Huh. So DNA encryption, it, there were I think eight articles published by China in the course of three years. Um, the last three years, and uh, it's uh, quite important. The coding system, DNA steganography, I'll just say short, the short story on this is people have figured out how to hide imagery in the DNA of bacteria, how to hide imagery. Yes, I th in he's the being DNA a little repetitive in this video. We got 12 minutes left. Phosphoresce uh, the bacteria, you can discover the information, <laughs> or you can have the, those are just to remind me, you can have the information uh, reproduced. One gram of DNA, form, 700 terabytes. Dr. Church up at Harvard uh, has shown quite well that you can store a lot of information in one gram. Fucking of ridiculous. It's essentially yeah, that many that many iPads in one gram at room temperature. No supercooling required. DNA is highly stable. It's been around on the planet for a very long time. So between CRISPR, no storage cool. capacity, <laughs> and programming cells... See, I was just wondering, why are they aiming to, you know, to store information on DNA? And he just said, let's just go back really quick. And, and, and he answered my question. I'm like, why, why are they looking to store information on DNA? And listen to what he says. 
you didn't in catch the that. DNA of bacteria, how to hide imagery in the DNA of bacteria, and when you why would they want um, to do that, right? Phosphoresce the bacteria, you can discover the information, or you can have the those are just to remind you, you can have the information uh, reproduced in a string form as a form of a protein. Dr. Church up at Harvard uh, has shown quite well that you can store a lot of information in one gram DNA. It's essentially yeah, that many that many iPads in one gram at room temperature. No super cooling required. No DNA's super cooling required. DNA is highly stable. <laughs> so between CRISPR, the storage capacity, and programming oh, cells, the new way uh. <laughs> to uh, hide information is going to be in DNA. To uh, hide information is going to be in DNA. It's going to be in DNA. Hide information the in DNA. The commercial application is going to be a bit like on Star Trek years ago. Why would you have a digital system when you can have a DNA system? You can store all the information you'd ever need, records, photos, anything. Ugh. It's simply another way of storing information. Oh, yeah. But it is. This is the first experiment showing what imagery you can hide in bacteria. Wow. And this he has the, a, latest. the dude running on it's the horse. Fun. It was actually programmed into the DNA of bacteria. Last year, the bacteria reproduced, and the offspring from the reproduction cycle would still produce this movie. <laughs> Wild. Cool. Cool. You can hide information in bacteria, and when the bacteria <laughs> multiply, they can go into a spore form and last for a very long time. Ah, spore form. Scan you and find a bacteria. We love spore forming bacteria. That's like Clostridium yeah, difficile, C. diff. Uh, and uh, tuberculosis is also a uh, spore forming bacteria. They, uh, they're not easy to beat. They're not easy to beat. They form a hard shell and they lie dormant. Yeah. Not cool. Can detect that. So if you want to be able to encode information, take pictures of information, create something in DNA and don't want it in your own body, it can be bacteria on some portion of your body, right? <laughs> all they have to do is scrape it, let it grow in the Petri dish, and unpack the information. The this is all available now. This is all available now. This is crazy. This isn't science fiction. But you can encode West Point. movies. Why? Well, this is what the Chinese are doing with DNA. So in your own neck of the woods, you can begin inquiring. We are doing things with, uh, with DNA as well. But the Chinese are fairly convinced that DNA encryption and encoding would be one tremendous challenge. Even for I'm just going to read really quick. So what to do with DNA, hiding data in DNA of living organisms, 2009. This is... Uh, published China. Image encryption using DNA addition combining with chaotic maps. Another one, 2011. That's China. A new field of cryptography. DNA cryptography. That's China, 2012. An encryption scheme using DNA technology, 2015-2012. Asymmetric encryption and signature method with DNA technology, 2012-2017. DNA PKC is immune from known attacks, especially the quantum computing-based attack. That's asymmetric encryption and signature method with DNA technology. DNA PKC is immune from known attacks. What the fuck? Especially the quantum computing-based attacks. <laughs> quantum computing. Uh, mm -hmm. So this is where the race is right now. The trying race. to merge quantum computing with um, what you call Wild. a web hard drive with DNA. Merging DNA systems with quantum uh, uh, 
computing will be really quite an amazing and both lethal threat for that and both lethal threat for that. The next thing I wanted to mention to you is memory. Can you play this one? Really? Hopefully you'll recognize this. So, what's to do with memory? In medicine, we think of memory as a potentially harmful thing when people present... Alright, so, keep in mind he's speaking to West Point cadets. And uh, the picture that he has on the screen right now to the cadets... We have 9 minutes and 47 seconds left, about 10 minutes left of this. So the picture that he's projecting on screen to these cadets is that of a, a soldier that looks really like he's been through some shit. Like his eyes are black and blue, his face is all dirty... This soldier looks like he's just been through something really bad. And he got a cigarette hanging out of his mouth. His, the, his eyes are just, you know, just staring off into space. So, obviously, this image was projected to seed the minds of those sitting in the audience. I, I don't know if he opened this lecture up to uh, questions or whatever. Uh, but so, this is the picture. So, it, picture this this bruised and broken-looking soldier as he's having this discussion, uh, this part of the lecture he starts discuss discussing right now when it comes to memory because you know what a lot of these soldiers are gonna end up having PTSD. This is what it is, right? So now he's saying, "Look, we got this. This this, this is his way of introducing the technology is to be some kind of, you know, savior. It's gonna save you ruin your the ruined minds of these battered and bruised soldiers. Uh, just the image. It's it's just it's it's again it's just psychological." warfare right here a complete psychological tactic as he's lecturing to have that picture up on the screen post-traumatic stress disorder there you go they can't stop thinking about the thing that's creating emotional distress i it's don't need your technology i got plenty of acid can we erase memory can we modify memory can we change memory plenty of shrooms too oh, short answer is yes and so can the mind the, the, to run the, the mind can do the same thing the shit i'm living proof of that and then Any dissociative is. Expose it we don't need this. the technology. And the memory would be completely gone. <sighs> Meaning when the rats or the mice had to learn it over again, it was the same number of learning trials. And there was no trace of the memory left. The now the good news uh, for us when we study rats and mice is we put electrodes and cannulite into their brain. These poor rats. Leave the, the, leave the, if the mice alone. If you poke your own hippocampus, you'd have to stick your finger through your eye and go right back in there the sounds impossible to get to not if you program a cell to go there not if you program a cell to go there so if you decide you wanted to program something that would selectively release pkm zeta after your meeting with someone they probably would have no memory of it that's why the last topic i wanted to uh, review with you is memory for a very interesting reason so All right, the, so let's... Uh, oh, he's reading it. Okay. Light, you've, transferred, uh, you've transferred memory. You can turn things on and off. Using light. You're using light in animals to activate the hippocampus, turn memory on All right, and he's off. not reading it word for word, so I'm just going to read it here. Let's see. Sorry about that. Oh, man. This is so imprecise. I just want to get you back 30 seconds. You don't give me the option. So if you decide you wanted to program something that would selectively release... PKM Zeta. After your meeting with someone, they probably would have no memory of it. That's so wild. The last topic I wanted to uh, review with you. Believe what you remember, but don't assume that what you remember is true. That's what he has up on the board with the picture of the mouse 
and uh, Jägermeister and beer bottles and alcohol. And I don't know about that middle picture. I don't know what that's up about. For a very interesting reason. Okay, so this is what I was trying to get to. Using light, scientists create fear-conditioned memories in a fruit fly. How the fuck? Optical, optically controlling dopa, dopaminergic neurons. 2013, using light to turn cells on and off, scientists create fear-conditioned memories in the hippocampus of mice. Yeah, they're fucking torturing these animals. They engineered cells to express the gene for channel rod rhodopsin, a protein that activates nerves when stimulated with light. You know what? There's a special place in hell for all you fucking brutal people experimenting on these poor little animals, really. So this is this, in 2009, using light, it transferred, uh, it transferred memory. You can turn things on and off uh, using light in animals to activate the hippocampus, turn memory on and off. And so where are we with humans in creating false memories, giving them memories that they've never had? We've come a long way. My colleague is Beth Loftus. This was her early work. It was called Lost in a Mall. And what she did is she asked a person to be in the study. You could be in her study if you had a sibling that was at least five years older than you. And she'd say, we're interested in your memory from when you were a kid. I've asked your older sibling, your older brother or sister, uh, to give me four stories about you, and I want to know how much you remember. What people didn't know is that there were four different stories. One of them was fake, and she wanted to see how long it would take for them to adopt a false memory. The quick answer is, after two interview sessions, 30% of the subjects believed that they remembered the person who found them when they were lost at a mall and actually argued with the researcher uh, about whether or not the memory was true or not. And that's how I met her, and we decided to get together and run up to Brunswick to see her school and try a memory experiment. This is our design. If you're not familiar with SEER, there's a classroom phase, there's an experiential phase. We were interested in sampling people when they were in isolation, when they were returning their gear, and at the end. And we tried a couple of different techniques. Group one, there's no misinformation. We simply want to sample accuracy of human memory for their experience. And we told them at the beginning of SEER, we want you to be the best little human collector possible. We are going to quiz you about your memory. Don't let us trick you. We want to know what you remember. Group two, we told them the same thing, but we lied. When they <laughs> took their questionnaire at the end, we incorporated several techniques from false memory techniques, which are a little bit of leading questions to see whether or not we could create false memories. In the third group, we exposed them to an erroneous photograph of their interrogator. And in group three, we used the, group four, we used a video. So here's what we did. By exposing them to a photograph uh, after they had been interrogated and placed in isolation stress, it could change them from this guy to this guy 48 hours later on who they would identify in the lineup. Their level of confidence was an 8 out of 10, uh, that that was the person they had met. We found out we could make them believe that there were guns, that there were knives, that there were caches of weapons, simply by altering the phrasing of a question or inserting something into a video. I'll give you an example. If we said, did your interrogator wear a weapon? If so, please describe it. We only got about a 2% endorsement of the presence of a weapon in the, in the interrogation uh, phase. If we said, when you were being interrogated by your interrogator and the guy with the weapon interrupted the interrogation, what did they argue about? We didn't care what the answer was. We'd ask another question. They'd describe the weapon worn by your interrogator. It jumped to 30%, would tell us the type of firearm that they had seen in the interrogation booth. 
which is a security violation, right? There, there weren't any. We got to record them. But with one question, we could do that. When you sample with a few more, you can actually increase the sample. So when we increased the stress at SEER, we found that instead of a 30% rate overall, we could create false memories in nearly everyone. That was in 900 people. Nearly everyone. That was in 900 people. The, uh, so Beth and I were talking about that. We said, well, you can change memory. We know that. So to change human motivation, we don't have to persuade people. You can just change their memory. Change human motivation. Change their memory. <laughs> wow. And when I think about this, I think about its relevance in this day and age when you start wondering what information is real and what information is trustworthy. And you start running into people and debriefing them, and you have sources who claim things. When you can learn how to create false memories, a person can be genuine, and the information they remember is, it is the little dangle idea. You can put information out that's simply not true. But in the current social media age, the ability to actually manage people's memories and change them, manage people's memories and change them and change them, is, is just enhanced compared to what it used to be. Now, So the, uh, the maker of the video says, while you sleep, they create your reality. Isn't this exactly how they have manipulated the masses and deceived them? He just shared their mind perception control techniques. You can, you can fix videos and pictures and expose people to audio and visual uh, information. You can fix videos and pictures and expose people to audio and visual uh, information. And we know that even if they know that's a possibility, people don't recognize when they adopt false memory. So it's a bit of a Trojan horse effect. You don't know that it's happened to you. And if you're smart and you have a good memory, you'll believe that happens to other people, but not you, because your memory is true. So it bypasses some critical reasoning on the part. Uh, and I think it's particularly, uh, it's particularly effective. That's where the, where the state of the art is right now for uh, creating false memories in humans. State of the art. Doing that verbally or by these manipulations with either what we say, what we show them, what we expose them to. Um, but the chemical implanting of memories, chemical implanting of memories, has now occurred in monkeys. And the last thing I'll say, I didn't have any videos for it. I really wanted to sh show you one. But the French have published a very interesting paper. And it is this. While people were sleeping, they were able to train them and sample their knowledge in what they trained them in while they were asleep. While they All right, I'm going to read this. New human rights to protect against mind hacking and brain data theft proposed. A response to advances in neurotechnology that can read or alter brain activity, new human rights would protect people from theft, abuse, and hacking. Um, that's pretty wild what he just said. So, um, how could this happen? How is that possible? Um, through our devices currently our devices this is would be the main thing until they get the 5g installed uh i believe that your routers and uh, your cell phones are the biggest culprits and i have to be honest and a lot of people say like wi-fi poisoning and blah 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 i sleep a lot better with the wi-fi off uh i'm not gonna lie so i think short of a faraday cage sleeping in a faraday cage or with a fucking helmet on uh, maybe Magneto, there was a bit uh, to be said about that character from Marvel Comics with his uh, helmet that blocks <laughs> uh, psychic intrusions. 
And uh, the tinfoil, you know, people used to make fun of the schizophrenic, those tinfoil wear, those tinfoil hats. Yeah. Well, uh, look up Faraday cage, because I think it's about time that people really start uh, protecting themselves. That's the only way. It's the only way. All right, let's continue. We got about three more minutes left. They were asleep. And, well, they were later awake and didn't know that they'd learned the information. Well, let's just go back a couple seconds so we could just hear what he has to say again. Chemical implanting of memories has now occurred in monkeys. And the last thing I'll say, I didn't have any videos for it. I really wanted to show you one, but the French published a very interesting paper. Pixar didn't happen. And it is this. While people were sleeping, they were able to train them and sample their knowledge in what they trained them in while they were asleep. While they were asleep, and while they were later awake and didn't know that they'd learned the information. I mean, right now, this was in a controlled environment, but... In people who were asleep, they were able to tell what people knew around word recognition lists. The routers. Routers can fuck people up, man. They were also able to train new memory and information. To train new memory and information outside the person's awareness while they were asleep. Where that technology can go is some very interesting places. Uh, it would really raise, since I was in the lane of DSNT, we talked about deception and everybody was arguing about how to interrogate people. It raises an immediate question about whether or not you can sample information in people's brains um, outside of their awareness. Why the not? problem with a CAT scan, a PET scan, any technologies, you have to have a willing subject. They do need to sit still. If people are asleep and you can begin to sample what their brain recognizes, it offers a number of opportunities of guilty knowledge, uh, brain recognition waveforms, and sampling some kinds of information. If they have to do the brain implants, we'll know sooner, because I I can't see any other reason why DARPA got approval for 500 deep brain, deep brain implants, why DARPA got approval for 500 deep brain, deep brain implants. Many years ago, like over decades ago, DARPA wanted to put... Uh, chips in people's the brain. brain. I think the next step is going to be a hive, a hive brain. Oh yeah. It's already been done in rats. You can link multiple brains. That's that's what 5G is all about, man. This is it. Uh, rat. So that technology's here. I'm assuming they'll link people to have a productive life, live in virtual reality, move robotic things, <laughs> problem solve. So I think in the next they are creating a living matrix. The real life matrix is upon us, people. But those are a couple of technologies I want to make you aware of. Yeah. Uh, and then you can run away and think about their more direct applications. I tend to think of things from a medical perspective and from an intelligence and information perspective. Um, He's so giddy. It's no longer really science fiction, and most of these fields have moved faster uh, than I actually thought in 2010. Uh, the only one has been expanding memory that hasn't, hasn't moved as fast. But I thought I would share that with you, and uh, that's all I had to say. Yay. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking people. Not one discussion about ethics. Oh, questions, yeah. For- Any, we're not going to hear that part, but, uh, yeah. So I'll leave a link to the video if you want to watch it yourself. Uh, there are a couple of others that I might go over. And, uh, yeah. We'll just leave it at that. Good night, people. Sleep tight. Well, Drop some shit like this here.
At night I can't sleep. I toss and turn. Candlesticks in the dark. Visions of bodies being burned. Four walls just staring at a nigga. I'm paranoid sleeping with my finger on the trigger. My mother's always stressing I ain't living right. But I ain't going out without a fight. See, every time my eyes close, I start sweating. And blood starts coming out my nose. It's somebody watching the act. But I don't know who it is, so I'm watching my back. I can see him when I'm deep in the covers. When I awake, I don't see the motherfucker. He owns a black hat like I own. A black suit and a cane like my own. Some might say take a chill, B. But fuck that shit. There's a nigga trying to kill me. I'm popping in the clip when the wind blows. Every 20 seconds got me peeping out my window. Investigating the joint for traps. Taking my telephone for text. I'm staring at the woman on the corner. It's fucked up when your mind's playing tricks on you.